Hey, welcome to Who Knew It with Matt Stewart. And uh, this is not Matt Stewart, this is Saran Jayamana. We're in Sydney, we're about to be in Brisbane, we're doing live Who Knew It with Matt Stewart's in both those cities. And we're also doing our stand-up shows, uh, Dry Dry, is that right? That is correct, uh, Who Knew It's with Matt Stewart's, and also Dry Dry in Sydney at the Manning Bar, and in Brisbane at the beautiful Powerhouse. Oh, so good. And we're you're doing the Who Knew It's at the Chippo, and at the Good Chat Comedy. Anyway, we'd love to see you there, it'd be fantastic. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Who Knew It with Matt Stewart, the show where the guests write the wrong answers. I'm the titular Matt Stewart, and our first guest this week is host of the Do Go On podcast. It's Jess Perkins. Our second contestant is also the host of the Do Go On podcast. It's Dave Warnicky. <laughs> Great to be here. Hello. How uh, does he get these guests? Uh, I look. I went through your managers. It took a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I told mm-hmm. my drove a hard bargain. I say, do not reply to that guy. Yeah, that's why I ended up having to barge down their door. Yeah, <laughs> they said no one's home, and you said, "I'm looking at you." Yeah, and this is an office. I'm looking at you, Eric. Eric. Fucking Eric. We've got to fire Eric. Yeah, Eric. <laughs> Eric, Eric, if you're listening, you're fired. But anyway, yeah, great to be here. Matt, was it? Uh, Eric right. didn't pass on your name. <laughs> He's a terrible manager. <laughs> All right, well, you've both been on the show uh, before. Mm-hmm. I believe but- I'm the carryover champion. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I say that every time. Uh, do you? Is that just a fun little bit you yeah, do? That's a fun little thing. Actually, I haven't does. done it since I was last been on with you, Jess, but I do it every time I'm on with you. Okay. So. Well, I can't wait to crush you. Uh, for new listeners, the way the show works is I ask a relatively obscure trivia question and, and our contestants have to write a convincing fake answer. I then read their answers as well as the real one and they have to guess which one is correct. Sounds complicated, but it's not. You'll understand once we get playing. Are we ready to go? Yepers. Very ready. Here is question number one. This one comes from listener Bella from Sydney. And the question is, what is the Dave rule? The Dave rule. What D-A-V-E. is the Dave rule? D-A-V-E. What is the Dave rule? <clears throat> All right. Now, while they're writing their answers, I'll explain how the scoring works. So you get one point if your fake answer is guessed by the other contestant and another point if you correctly guess the answer. By the way, I'm also playing as the house and I've put in two of my own fake answers, often with the help of the question writer for each question, and I get a point for each one of those that our guests choose. So each of us can score up to two points per round. Seems fair, but the probability actually favours me. The house. And the house always wins. So if you've listened to previous episodes, you'll know this is not always the case. Our questions come from our great Patreon supporters. If you want to submit a question, sign up on any level via patreon.com slash pod, which is linked in the show notes. I just want to say no matter what the rule is, I'm going to have to start instigating it in my life. Oh, I see. The Dave rule. Okay. I haven't heard of it before. But no matter what it is. You'd think you would have. I'm committing. Yeah, no one's ever enforced the Dave rule hmm. on me. All right. The answers are in. 
First question, what is the Dave rule? Yep. Here are your five options. No one called Dave is allowed in any pub in Wales before 1 p.m. It's an inside joke in the Silicon Valley where if a work team includes as many women as it does people named Dave, <laughs> it has achieved acceptable gender balance. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rule that refers to the interchangeability of names based on the example of the formal David being able to turn into the casual Dave. A Dave must never lose his virginity or okay. don't allow vegans equality. Oh. Don't allow vegans equality. Hmm. The Dave rule. The Dave rule. Okay. Okay. There was one in there I just did not understand, the name. Interchangeability one? Yeah. Can you read that one again? A rule that refers to the interchangeability of names based on the example of the formal David being able to turn into the casual Dave. Right, but it doesn't explain what the rule is. Well, I think it's saying yes, it does. it's saying if an um, Jessica becomes Jess, Jesse, oh, the, yeah, Matthew Jessica's becomes, a name that fits the Dave rule. Yeah, but uh, I don't know what's a name that doesn't. Um, Zoe. Yeah, Zoe doesn't fit the Dave rule. Zave. Zave doesn't fit the Dave rule. No, it does because Zoe, Zoe does. Oh, fit the Dave rule. Oh, Zave. <laughs> Am I getting it? Yet? <laughs> no. I, I think you're getting further away somehow. Give us those one more time. No one, but maybe not that one because we'll just lose Dave again. No one called David is allowed in any pub in Wales before one. Yeah. The inside joke in the Silicon Valley where if uh, there are gender as many equality. women as Dave's, it's gender balance. Yep. The interchangeability of names. Dave must never lose his virginity or don't allow vegans equality. I'm going to go the Silicon Valley one. Silicon Valley football. Yeah, it's a pretty funny in-joke, um, especially because it's usually uh, still pretty dude-heavy. Okay. Sometimes if you don't understand something, <laughs> you got to go with it. you got to look that in the eye uh-huh. and say, I'm going to tame you. I don't understand you. I don't understand you. But, but I, I want to. But I want but to. I want to. <laughs> I'm not here to hurt you. <laughs> Lock it in. The Dave rule is the whatever that one was. <laughs> I'm not here to hurt you. <laughs> Option three, I'm not here to hurt you. <laughs> You're patting it on the nose. Hey. Hey. Shh, 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 shh. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I hope I'm right. If the Silicon Valley one is right, then on this podcast we have met the Dave rule. Oh, my goodness. But wow. your name. But you guys must feel so good about yourselves. <laughs> well done, everyone. But we've also, if my one's right, achieved that because oh, Matthew true. is the mat. Yes. Yes. Am I understanding now? Yeah. Yeah. You you both apply to the Dave rule. We yeah, do apply I'd say, to the Dave rule. I would think most names do probably. Uh, well, certainly in Australian culture, we'll shorten anything. Yeah. Even when I said Zoe, I was like, we'd call her Zoe. Zoe. Oh, that's right. But you know, the in, the casual Zoe. Yeah, but I think it's probably names that are very commonly used and commonly shortened. Right. You know, it's a, a well known shortening of it. All right. Well, Charles to Charlie. You know. Yes. Okay. Charlie being the informal. Yes. And longer. That's right. Oh, yeah. So no, the, same amount of letters. But in terms of syllable count, sorry. Charlie. Charles. That's Charles. how I say Charles. Ah, Charles. So. King Charles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go through who wrote the answers. It might surprise you. <laughs> Don't allow vegans equality. That was written by the house. Oh, yeah. Of course the house has that opinion. 
Very oppressive, this house. Yeah, this house Hey, sucks. it's the Dave rule. <laughs> Damn it. Hey. Well, it's not, though, is it? Ah. Oh. It's made up by the oppressive <laughs> Exactly. House. That's true. A Dave must never lose his virginity. That was written by Jess. Uh, not a rule, more of a guideline. Yeah. <laughs> more of a way of life. Yeah. Perfectly <laughs> acceptable one. Uh, no one called Dave is allowed in any pub in Wales before 1pm. That was written by Dave. Mm, that was me. That's a good one. <laughs> Except it's not. Uh, <laughs> a rule gotcha. that refers to the interchangeability of names. That was written by the house. Oh, by that's Bella. why it didn't make any sense. Sucked in house. <laughs> Bella wrote it. I actually reworded it and which and I probably made it sound more confusing, unfortunately. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, meaning the correct answer is the Silicon Valley in joke that Jess got. So yeah. one point to Jess, one point to the house. Well done. Well, one point for us for achieving the Dave rule. Here's no, no, just a point for me and one point for the house. There's no point for us. Damn. What you about, don't get a point. What about the Dave? Point for the Dave. There's no point for the Dave. <laughs> 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 no point for you, but one point for the Dave. <laughs> you get a quick score. Dave's on zero. The Dave is on one. <laughs> All right, I'll allow that. Okay, damn. we'll allow the Dave oh, to be a separate yeah, category. Now, now there's three people beating me. Yeah. <laughs> now, how, all right, I'm putting the Dave in. So you're giving the Dave one point. The Dave yes. gets a point. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right, we're up to question number two. It is uh, from Rachel Johnson from Melbourne. The question is, and it's a world record. Oh, I love them. And I'm I'm always nervous about these because Dave is a world record fanatic. Yeah, loves him. So he's every chance already know it, but let's find out. The question is, what world record did Olympic gold medalist Sally Pearson set in September 2013? It's not an Olympic event, so it's something outside of her normal. Sally Pearson had a had a A a world world record? record. That's yes. pretty cool. We, um, my family claimed to be uh, related to Sally Pearson, or the Pearson side of my family. To be fair, you claim it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we are, but um, when she <laughs> well, was, you know, you're not buying it at the height of the Olympics. We were like, yep, yeah, one of ours. Yep, <laughs> cousin Sal. Gone, <laughs> Piero. We also obviously claim Kieran Perkins. So, uh, so while they're writing their answers, here's some more information on the Dave rule. According to Wiki. The Dave rule is an inside joke in Silicon Valley startup culture that posits that if a work team includes as many women as it does people named Dave, it has achieved acceptable gender balance. The joke is in reference to Silicon Valley's infamous gender gap. The concept was in use in the Carnegie Mellon School of Computer Science under the name Dave to girl ratio or Dave to female ratio at least as early as 1999. It was first documented in Silicon Valley, which employs many Carnegie Mellon SCS alumni under the name Dave Rule in 2014 by Guardian newspaper correspondent Rory Carroll in an article about a sexual harassment lawsuit filed against dating application startup Tinder by a female former executive. Yeah, so it's a bit of a fun in-joke with a grim underbelly. Yeah, it felt like uh, it was a grim in-joke, you know, like, a oh, well, we've got as many women as we do, Dave, so we've done it, you know. I, it felt a bit crook but also a little bit funny but, you know, depends on the tone, doesn't it? it funny because like, it's true. Yeah, yeah, self-aware. Good first step. Yeah, that's right, isn't Saying it? Saying you've got a problem. <laughs> Too many Daves. Yeah. Oh, Dave isn't the problem here. <laughs> oh, hang on. I think I've misunderstood. The Dave is. <laughs> no, I think Dave is the problem. <laughs> All right. Your answers are in. So here's question number two. 
What world record did Olympic gold medalist Sally Pearson set in September 2013? She collated the largest collection of toy emus. Most hot dogs eaten while completing a 100-meter hurdle event. <laughs> longest distance skied on grass while performing a handstand. She ran the fastest time in a 100-meter egg and spoon race. Or a record number of strangers guessed her name was Sally based on her vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think I missed the hurdles one. Uh, most hot dogs eaten while completing a 100-metre hurdle event. Because Sally Pearson, was a she won gold in the hurdles. I believe so. I yeah. think she was a hurdler. I mean, your own family. Yeah. Yes. If you don't know, know your own I'm, flesh and blood. I can picture her hurdling. Yeah. And so therefore. I can picture her yodeling. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> I can picture her with hot dog. But I've got a great imagination. You do. A vivid one. If you don't, Mike, we have them one more time, please. Uh, collating the largest collection of toy emus, hot dogs eaten while hurdling, longest distance skiing on grass while handstanding, fastest time in the 100 metre egg and spoon race, or record number of strangers guessing her name was Sally based on her vibe. Oof. I went first last time, so you can go first this time, Okay. Dave. We know she's got speed. That's right. We know she likes eggs. Yes. <laughs> we know that to be true. We know true. that to be true. I'm thinking the egg and spoon race one. Great. I could see that being uh, something that's adjudicated on. A couple of the other ones I'm like, are they adjudicating that? <laughs> yeah. Is this adjudicatable? Yeah. Can you adjudicate this? So, I mean, all of them technically you could if you went out of your way and got Guinness there. Yeah. They um, love a, a wacky record. They do, especially yeah. with someone who's got a bit of fame about them. Yeah. You know, Sally Pearson at the time, she's hip, she's hot, she's happening. Uh, but I'm still going to go the egg and spoon race. No worries. What about you, Jess? I was going to go egg and spoon race as well. Which, of course, you can. I know, but, you know, am I here to have fun or am I here to win? I'm not sure. I think, <laughs> I haven't decided I think both yet. can be the same. <laughs> At the moment, you're doing neither. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've got one more point than you do, champ. See? She's not having fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go egg and spoon race. Awesome. All right. So answers are locked in. But honestly, in. sick of your attitude. Oh, were you tempted by any of the other ones? For example, one that I may have written? <laughs> It was in a two of them are quite similar. The uh, most hot dogs eaten while competing the 100 meter hurdle, yeah, and the fastest with the egg and spoon. I guess one's not eating the egg. So you're just saying, <laughs> if I understand was... egg and spoon race, that's mm. you're eating an egg with a spoon. But we right. do running. know she liked eggs. <laughs> we do know, we know, know that's for what sure. What you've got to remember is <laughs> Sally Pearson <laughs> loves eggs, loves eggs. Unlike her second cousin, Jess Perkins. Hates eggs. Hates eggs. And unlike Dave, <laughs> who, who hates sex. Who were, you, <laughs> who were you telling you were related to? Just anybody who asked, really. No, it was mostly <laughs> my... You, uh, sorry, are you related to... Uh, it, was, it was my uncle, whose last name is Pearson, Yeah, would say, oh, yes, I'm related to Sally Pearson. I'll occasionally do that called Rod Stewart, Uncle Rod. Yeah. Oh, Uncle Rod. Yeah. <laughs> cousin oh, Sal. Good. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go through who wrote the answers. Uh, she collated the largest collection of toy emus. That was written by Rachel slash the house. Mm. Uh, the most hot dogs eaten while competing at the 100-metre hurdle event. That was Jess. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten she was a hurdler, so well done. Mm. Uh, record number of strangers guessed her name based on her vibe. That was the house. That's very good. good. That was very good. She does look like a Sally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the longest distance skied on grass whilst performing a handstand. <laughs> that was Dave. Meaning the correct answer is she ran the fastest time in the 100 yes. meter egg and spoon race. Yes. One point for Dave. One point for Jess. No points for the house. No Look. points for the Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no points for the Dave. Yeah, Dave, can, are you, so 
the hands on the skis. That's what I was imagining. Skiing handstand. That's that's pretty fun. And I thought thought that someone who's very physically fit probably got some great dexterity balance. Downhill on the grass. I thought, and you wouldn't have to go that far for it to be a record. What forty meters or something? And you yeah, go, yeah, great. I think that was. Jess, were you tempted at all by my answer? Or kind of actually was, to be <laughs> honest. It does sound like the kind of silly bullshit. Yeah, that's yeah. Like yeah. In this book. They love silly bullshit. All right. Um, so. Sorry, Jess, I don't understand what the Dave is. Does the Dave get a point there or no point? Uh, yeah, I think the Dave, <laughs> the gets, Dave gets a point there. Nice. Go to the Dave. All right, the scores are uh, Dave on one point, the house on one point, Jess on two points, and also on two points, the Dave. <laughs> yeah, the I don't Dave. understand what's going on. but um, <laughs> He was control early. <laughs> so we're up to question number three, and this one comes from two people wrote this same question. No. Which has happened a few times, but it's often happened after I've used the question and then someone else will come in with the same question, which is interesting. Is it, do people hit you up and say, hey, I wrote that? Uh, not not as yet, but uh, well, there'd be a will. few people being like, come on. Yeah, if that happens. What the fuck? Come on. <laughs> what the fuck? Guys, come on. Oh, my God. What the fuck? <laughs> Yelling on the bus. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's me listening to Matt's podcast, but for another reason. <laughs> What, what is, is wrong with him? What? The Dave, what does it mean? <laughs> what is that? Yeah, it's not fair. It doesn't uh, exist. It doesn't so exist. This one was written by both Jim Bates from Sackett's Harbour in New York. Sackett's. Jim Bates comes up with a lot of good questions. I feel like I'm calling his name out every second week. And Adam King from Brooklyn in New York. Right. King. And the question is, what is the name of the background character played by George Lucas in Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith? And I think, Dave, this is, is this your favourite Star Wars? Yes. <laughs> okay. Can you tell us anything else about it? I love anything based around revenge. Uh-huh. Yes. And finally, the Sith rises. Is this the one where, or is the one, the one you like the one with Darth Maul? Is that this one or is that a different oh, that one? That is episode one. Oh, that's, that's the Phantom one. Menace. Sorry, apologise. Which I did love as a kid. Because you had, had the hat. had a Darth Maul hat given to me for my <laughs> ninth birthday. And then we quickly went on a holiday to the Gold Coast with the family and I wore that everywhere on the Gold Coast representing my favourite movie. That's so Star good. Star Wars episode one, the Phantom <laughs> And I, I in part put this question in because this week's Do Go On episode that the three of us host is about the Star Wars holiday special. It's our annual Christmas episode. So if you like Star Wars or even if you don't, I think it's a bit of fun either way. Uh, I tell the story of, yeah, one of the most critically panned films mm. of all time. Uh, and it's a it's a pretty wild ride. It was good fun. But the question here is, George Lucas, what's his background character called? Yeah, so he, he plays this very small character in the background, but it's got a name. What is the name of that character? While you're writing um, your answers. Yeah, no, oh, sorry? No, it's fine. What movie is it? It is... Episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Yes, okay. And while you're writing your answers, I will let the audience know a bit more about Sally Pearson's record. According to NBC Sports, Pearson, who was 27 at the time and the uh, 2008 Olympic champion, smashed the world record for the 100-metre egg and spoon run. She conquered a green path laid outside a Holiday Inn in downtown Sydney where traffic had to be stopped. She... She completed the run in 16.59 seconds. Pearson easily broke the previous mark of 19.39 seconds set by New Yorker Ashrita Furman. Furman owns more than 100 world records, including the world record for the most world records. Oh, yes. We, we've come across Ashrita's fantastic work before. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Some sort of a hero to you? Yes, I look up to him in every way. <laughs> 
Uh, Pearson said after the run, I'm pretty stoked to take it. I never thought my first world record would be in the egg and spoon. Guinness World Record spokesman Chris Sheedy told the Daily Telegraph, I think that one will stand for a while. Yeah, Asrita's really got to run pretty quick to catch up. And he's 68 years old now. All right. The answers are in. Is yours good, Dave? Yeah, I've seen the movie. It's my favourite, so I know the answer. So, but, then, but then you have to put in a convincing fake answer. I have misunderstood the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's too late. Here is question number three. What was the name of the character that George Lucas portrayed in Star Wars Revenge of the Sith? Jengot Castle? <laughs> Vending machine repairman, <laughs> Omar de Grass, <laughs> Omar de Grass, Baron Papanoida, or Reg Grundos. <laughs> They're Baron, all fantastic. Baron Papanoida. <laughs> <laughs> Where does he get his ideas? I assume he named himself. I'll do this role. Yeah. He went through the full casting process. Can we have him again? Jengot Kessel, vending machine repairman, <laughs> Omar de Graz, Baron Papanoida, Reg Grundos. Do you know the answer? Yeah. Do you? Did you hear the same answer twice? That's the one. Oh, I see. Because I knew it. <laughs> I don't know. But you get to go first, I believe. Uh, okay. Uh, what was the first one? Jengot Kessel. <laughs> I think it's, I think, um, I mean, they're all pretty good. It's probably not vending machine. That <laughs> <laughs> would be so funny if it it's was. so good. But I don't, I mean, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but, you know, I've seen bits and pieces and I don't remember seeing vending machines. So it's probably oh, So you don't think not. they need repairing? <laughs> exactly. There'd be no need for a vending repair. Well, if vending. you look closely, he's confused as... <laughs> He's, like, he's only got his arms up going. Why fix? He's wandering around the Death Star <laughs> looking for a vending machine. <laughs> Sorry, can you tell me, was there a canteen around here? That I, I'm assuming there would be a vending machine. Yeah, there. maybe the cantina. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to go the Baron one. Baron Papanoida yeah. for Bob. I'm also going to go Baron Papanoida because it's my favourite name I've ever heard. It's really fun. Sometimes I get names stuck in my head. And I think this is going to be one of them. Baron Papanoida. It's very good. That's a, yeah, it's fantastic. Pa- Papano- How do you spell Noida? You're, not, you're sure N-O-I-D-A. it's not? N-O-I-D-A. Omar de Grasse. <laughs> Omar de Grasse. <laughs> That's good. To, the first one was good. Jengot Seigel. Jengot Kessel, I think. Kessel. That is good. I should say, I don't know how to pronounce, if I'm pronouncing any of these correctly. Although it also could be the vending machine repair could be, <laughs> It could be vending Mackine repair. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. don't know. It could <laughs> be. He's right. Pronounce it wrong, idiot. Okay, let's go through who wrote the answers. Reg Grundos. That was the house. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of Australia, it won't make much sense, but it's sort of rhyming saying for underwear. Or Reg Grundy's. Reg Grundy. He was a TV producer and somehow his name became synonymous with jocks. <laughs> I guess because Grundy's rhymes with undies. But jocks is also going to be confusing for some purposes. Okay. <laughs> Omar DeGrasse, that was Bob, Jess Bob Perkins. Um, honestly, that is convincing. I panicked. Vending machine repair man, that was Dave. No. That was me. That was me. So Can you believe funny. it's not real? I can't. So it's either Jengot Castle or... <laughs> Baron Papanoida, which I think probably most people would have assumed at, at first that it was one of those two. Uh, Jengot Kessel was written by Jim, <gasps> such the house. The correct yes, answer is Baron Papanoida. Baron Papanoida. Papanoida. That's so, that is so, good. How do you, so Papanoida, I need to 
can you change your name? Can I change my name? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely you can. That's one of the Dave rules. Dave Papanoida. <laughs> so one point to Jess there, one point to Dave, none to the house, any to the Dave here. Um, I don't know if the Dave did much yeah, there. Yeah, no, not this round. Sorry, the Dave. <laughs> oh, I'm, okay. I, I'd advocate for a point for him, but. Why? I just thought he did a lot. <laughs> Who is he? What's happening? But, like, do you not want to everybody to be kind of tied? You want to you want to lose to okay yeah two points to the day. Oh, wow. Okay, I was only saying one. Maybe nah, split, split two the now. One. No, because you fought it. Split the difference one and a half. No, you're being a butthead. It's two to the day. Two to the day. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm confused. And listeners at home, uh, don't worry about this nonsense. Um, just forget that the Daves. <laughs> It's hard to forget such a charismatic presence. So a uh, quick score update. We've got the house on one. We've got Dave on two. We've got Jess on three. But having the lead, it's the Dave on four. <laughs> what a guy. Go the He's Dave. like a real fan favourite, the people's champion, <laughs> the Dave. New listeners are going to be baffled. I mean, old listeners. Why are, are they confused. starting with this episode if they're a new listener? <laughs> and why are we the old... last one in the feed? I don't what? Know. But what? we're on the first. If you come and listen to us for us, and I assume you are. Go listen to the first I think, one. I actually think this is easier for new listeners because they go, oh, I guess this is a weird thing to do. Old listeners, yeah, 15 true. in, the, they've never mentioned the Dave before. Mm. People might be coming because they've seen uh, the show featured on Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. under the shows they loved of 2022. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank you so much. What an achievement. Just to Genu- plug. That's genuinely a great thing. Oh, yeah, I was stoked. So you posted about that? I was got an email about it. I'm like, you got an email. Holy moly. I'd frame that email. Was yeah. it from Steve Jobs? It was from Jobsy, yeah. Wow. Oh, incredible. Got his hands on. He was so ahead of his time. He was sending emails before he even passed. Amazing oh, stuff. Dave, in the future. You can't tell someone bad news like that so casually. Okay. Jobsy. Before he passed by. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah while he was moving. He was writing on an iPod. Oh, okay, gotcha. He was on an iPod Nano sending emails. Incredible. Gotcha. God, right. good. Uh, question number four is up next. This one comes from Kirk Reitmeyer Oof. from Calgary in Alberta, Canada. And the question is... Apart from playing Montgomery Scott on Star Trek, what was James Doohan known for? Apart from playing Montgomery Scott on Star Trek, what was James Doohan Doohan. known for? Doohan. What was he doing? James Doohan. James, yeah. And what's his character, Montgomery Scott? Montgomery Scotty. Beam me up, Scotty. On the original TV show. So back Um, in the olden days. James Doohan. How do you spell his last name? (laughs) D-O-O-H-A-N. That is not on. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not. I was just I, I doing. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. Mick doing. Sure. Does that help? No, I'd still be saying, how do you spell that? <laughs> Have you already written your answer? Yeah. You're a freak. I, t- I know what he did. What he, invent, uh, what he did. Dave, you're supposed to come up with convincing fake answers. Yeah, okay. I specify me, that very clearly. Fake answers. Baron Papanoida. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, Baron, uh, oh, sorry, Dave, uh, let me tell you a little bit more about I want to hear so much more about this. Uh, Adam King wrote, who was one of the question writers, I always remember the name Baron Papanoida because it sounds like George named himself after three pizza brand mascots, the Red Baron, Papa John, and the Noid. What's the Noid? The Noid, I think, was a the Noid was a big, maybe Domino's. It was never made it over here, but, yeah, it's in the do-go-on hat uh, as a suggested topic. Yeah, Domino's pizza created in the 80s. But wow. apparently there's a yeah wild story there. Uh, anyway, uh, Jim Bates, the other question writer, wrote that Jengot Kessel, he wrote that option, 
uh, translates to tiny beard in Indonesian. No, that's great. That was very convincing. Yeah, I, it worked out perfectly. But yeah, I I used to I, for a little while. I was uh, I was big on <laughs> George Lucas's beard. Well, like you big talked enough. about that quite a while. It doesn't. It just it's a, it's too small. It's a tiny beard. Anyway, according to Screen Rant. Baron Papanoida's debut was in Revenge of the Sith, but was easy to miss. <laughs> easy to miss. <laughs> oh, on Coruscant. What did you call me? <laughs> just before Anakin and Palpatine have their conversation about Darth Plagueis the Wise. Mm, I remember this scene. The Baron can be seen in the hallway of the Opera House accompanied by his daughter, Senator Chi Ikwe, who was appropriately played by Katie Lucas, one of George Lucas's daughters. There was originally conflicting information regarding <laughs> their species before an episode of the Clone Wars confirmed it to be Pantoran. What do you think? Too small? Uh, yeah. Jess is looking at the beard. Yeah, it's a tiny beard. beard. It's too small. And what about you? Look, look up his character, Baron Papanoida. He looks pretty funny. Uh, the Baron's first name, how funny is this? Initially, his first name, the character's oh. first name was not Lewiski. <laughs> not Lewiski Papanoida. Yeah. Uh, but that has since been changed by Disney since they've taken over, apparently. The what? Disney can just change names of yeah, insignificant so. characters? The character was later retur- uh, later revived for a role in the animated series of Clone Wars. Oh. He was like a, a more key character in one episode. So an animated version of George Lucas. Bit of fun. That is cool. Baron Papanoida. All right. The answers are in. So here is question number five. Apart from playing Montgomery Scott on Star Trek... What was James Doohan known for? Here are your five options. Inventing the four pen. He served as a pilot during World War II, including the D-Day invasion of Normandy. Inventing a water filter that fit into any drinking receptacle. He was a motivational speaker with the catchphrase, don't think Han, do Han. Or he invented jorts. So just confirm, is that Gene Shorts? Gene Shorts, yes, that's right. And again, uh, what a contribution. Can we have those again? Inventing the four pen, mm-hmm. serving in World War II, including D-Day, inventing a water fil- filter that fit into any drinking receptacle, was a motivational speaker with the catchphrase, don't think Han, do Han, or he invented jorts. I don't think it's uh, – no, you're going first, so I'm not going to reason. You don't think what? I'm not going to reason through it with you because um, uh, we are mortal enemies. Gosh, you got competitive. Um, Okay. Um, Well, I'm not having fun. I'm thinking – I may may as well come here to win. That's for sure. So beat me up, Scotty. What's this, an early 60s show? Yeah, Trying to get an age of this guy. And was he like – is he too old to be a World War II pilot? Too young rather? 15 plus – I suppose he could be late 30s. He was a pilot right at the end. Okay. Jean shorts. When do they come into fashion? Um, I'd say more recently. Another 50s. Star Trek, mm. I, I th- it looks like it was in the 60s. Mm. But, you know, was Scotty an old man? Yeah. Or a- yeah, I've never, I haven't seen any of, I've seen the yeah. recent movies, but I haven't seen any of the TV shows. I don't really know either, but I, I'm guessing he's late 30s. Um, okay. And then do, don't think hand, do hand. Yeah, I think I mispronounced. Don't think and do hand because his name's doing. Right, James doing. I get it now. <laughs> you, t- <laughs> you didn't get it the whole time. I did not get it before. Okay. I was like, "Who's hand?" You said, "Don't think hand, do hand." I was like, "Who's hand?" <laughs> I was like, oh, "Okay." 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm a little uh, a little bit slower than usual on this episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck is hand. This motivation only works for a very specific person, and hands not that common a name. Um, and then the other two are inventions: a pen or a water filter. Pen, water filter, or jorts. Or jorts. Hmm. <laughs> um, You're doing a funny little thing with your mouth there. Um, hey, he's doing thinking lip. Mm, that's weird. Mm. <laughs> that's weird and creepy, isn't it? Sorry, I've just I've I recently had a, a very sore and infected lip, and it's come come good, and now I'm just enjoying it. You enjoy, know, enjoy can, those lips, baby. Enjoy. I'm gonna say we sure are. <laughs> it's much nicer to look at than last week. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the World War Two pilot. World War Two pilot. The yeah, Dave. bit of a mad dog. What about you, Bopper? Uh, I was also going to say World War II pilot. So the two are in sync at the moment. Stop copying me. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> and what's the Dave putting it? Uh, the Dave he keeps getting points without doing anything. Yeah. Exactly, without do hand. <laughs> <laughs> the Dave says jorts. Jorts, yeah. I reckon Dave, the Dave would the Dave fucking jorts. Jorts, yeah. okay. A new rule for the Dave. He loses a point if he's wrong. All right. What? What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, but he gets two points if he's wrong as well. So he goes up by one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go through the answers. Uh, he was a motivational speaker with the catchphrase, <laughs> don't think and do and. That was the howl. <laughs> no shit. You came up with that? You couldn't even, couldn't even say it? <laughs> no. As I read it out, I'm like, that's not right. Don't think do hand. Oh, that sounds what? wrong. Do it. Sam's doing, not do hand. Damn it. <laughs> Han. Otherwise, would you have guessed it if I if I said it right? Uh, yeah. No. Motivational speaker, I was like, oh, yes, I can see that. And then the catchphrase, I was like, nope. Um, inventing a water filter that fit into any drinking receptacle. That was Jess. Oh, that's very believable. Yeah, I know. Well done. Inventing <laughs> the four-point pen, the four-pen, sorry, was Dave. I reckon Jess would have gone for that if you didn't fuck it up and say four-point pen. What are you talking about? That's- Oh, yeah. Yeah, what pen. is a four point? Why do I say four point? It's <laughs> ball 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 what, what would you? I don't, I don't call it a four pen. What do you call it? Yeah, yeah it's a four pen. The blue, green, black, I and red. I know what it is. Yeah. But I don't call it a four pen. Is it a color? Yeah, that's called a four pen. I'm aware of what it is. <laughs> no, but that's what it's called. I'm saying I don't call yeah, it a, a four pen. It didn't, it didn't sound right to me as well. That's why my brain wanted to add but a did word. Did we call in. them four color pens or something? Yeah. Uh, the Dave would like to initiate an apology on my behalf. Why? Bic sometimes also call it the four colour. Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah, I reckon the four colour pen. I, I yeah. mean, I literally said four colour pen. Yeah. And now you're right saying, is that what you're thinking of? Uh, uh, it's what I said earlier. Uh, he invented jorts. That was also written by the house, meaning the correct answer is he served as a pilot during World War II. Yes. You well two were on fire. So well negative done. two for the Dave. Negative two? Uh, one point for Jess, one point. For Dave, I can't be beaten by the Dave. He doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, that's what this is about. You don't want to lose <laughs> no, to the Dave. The Dave, I'm, I'm manufacturing the Dave ends on zero. I just wanted this Dave to lose to the Dave. Oh, okay, that's pretty fun actually. But unfortunately but, the Dave's doing. So the house is spiteful, is it? Okay, this spiteful house. <laughs> okay. Dave, now it's you and I against the house, okay? Oh, no. What about the Dave? Are they, you know, I'm already pop- losing by so much. Are we the in Dave coalition? is dead in the water. The house is going to attack the Dave. <laughs> uh, the quick score update in fourth spot, it's the house on one, <laughs> the Dave on two. Is that with the minuses? That's with the minuses still what? beating me. <laughs> yeah. Dave on three in second place, but out in front it's Jess on four points. Well done, four colour points. 
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. And uh, now we're up to question number five. Only three questions to go, but it is anyone's game, although it's quickly getting out of my reach. Uh, This one comes from Laura from Canberra who wrote the following question. What did Cher tweet on July the 13th, 2012? What did Cher tweet? I always find it hard to say her name. C H E R. Is that Cher? Yeah, people say Cher. People say it like Cher. What did Cher? Her real name is Sherilyn. I say Cher. So that's how I remember it. Great. Because you wouldn't say Sherilyn. Unless her name was Sherilyn. Oh, dear. This is the four point all over again. (laughs) Four point, four pen. Fuck. I think it's, I think people understand what you mean. I generally say Cher. Great. All right. So while you're writing your answers, here's some more info about the James Doohan D Day story. The first Canadians reached Juno Beach at 7.35am and were cut down. After two hours, they had swept aside most of the Germans on their stretch of the beach. Uh, this comes from War History Online. Doohan led his men across the sands and got lucky. Despite the anti-tank mines beneath their feet, so they're arriving on, on the beach on D-Day, they're having a uh, run over anti-tank mines, but oh luckily... Gosh. None of them went off as the men were not heavy enough to activate them. Oh, thank God. Whoa. As they made their way to high ground, Doohan managed to take out two German snipers. By noon, they had secured their positions. They could rest as well as deal with their dead and wounded. At about 11.20 that evening, Doohan finished a cigarette and patted the silver cigarette case he kept in his breast pocket. It had been given to him by his brother as a good luck charm and a good thing too. Some 10 minutes later... He was walking back to his command post when he was shot six times by a Bren gun. The first four bullets slammed into his leg. The fourth whacked him in the chest, while the sixth took off his right middle finger. It was not a German sniper, though. He had been shot by a nervous, trigger-happy Canadian sentry. Fortunately, the cigarette case stopped the bullet aimed at his chest. Doohan later joked that it was the only time being a smoker saved his life. (laughs) Whoa. So if uh, I saw a photo, he would hide his hand uh, Ah. in shots. It would try to, but there's a couple of shots where you can see um, his hand and that's missing the middle finger there. Whoa. He sounded, yeah, he was very sort of casual about it all and he's like, oh, you know, I I didn't even realise I had been shot in the legs until later. You know, I wasn't a hero or anything. You know, I wasn't being that tough or anything. He's like, I'm not sure if I actually got those snipers. But apparently, you know. Wow. So he's pretty humble about it all. I guess you also maybe would want to downplay killing people, I suppose, even if they are Nazis. 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 Care for a Nazi? <laughs> was that on this show? No. No, that was too go on. on. Very funny. English people say Nazis and we thought that so- sounds like a bit of a, like a, a, a chocolate biscuit. Or a chocolate biscuit. <laughs> 
Shall Say I the a, Nazi. Open a pack of Nazis. <laughs> Are you stopping me for long? <laughs> I'm going to go grab some Nazis. <laughs> All right. So your answers are in. Here's question number five. What did Cher tweet on July the 13th, 2012? Porcupines are a bit of fun. <laughs> <laughs> they are. WTF is MDNA. I'm currently trapped in a lift. Send help <laughs> and send candy. XO, Cher. <laughs> <laughs> Lyrics to turn back time. What <laughs> did Googling that. Oh, I want to take back what I said. There is no life after love. <laughs> Okay. So Cher tweeted one of these things, July 13th, 2012. Porcupines are a bit of fun. WTF is MDNA. What's the second? NDNA? MDNA. I'm currently trapped in a lift. Send help and send candy. XO, Cher. Lyrics to turn back time. Or I want to take back what I said. There is no life after love. Is is capitalised. Whose turn is it here? Mine, I think. What do you think of that? Uh, I, I, I do rather enjoy the idea of Cher stuck in a lift, although I assume, you know, she'd always have people around her. She'd right. have a team with her. Yes, but she maybe the whole like... team's trapped in a lift and, you know, she's making fun of the situation or something. <laughs> I also love, yeah, so, you know, she might not understand Twitter, but you've got to specify what lift if you want people to go and help you. <laughs> yeah, but then if she says what lift she's in on Twitter, then yeah, everybody's going to go, you know. But it's also, you know, she's just having a bit of fun. Maybe. Um, Sometimes turn, turn people back. tweet things that aren't aren't meant to be taken seriously. Oh no, no! I've <laughs> every tweet I've ever read, I've taken very unironically and at its word. Absolutely. And that's, that's I believe, the intention of Twitter. That's, that's the way to live. No, that's a good point. Um, I think turn back time lyrics is pretty funny. Is that what it was? Uh, lyrics to, to turn, turn back, back time. time. That's pretty funny. I think she knows, but. What's in the last one? Uh, I want to take back what I said. There is no life after love. Do you believe in life after love? Because. Probably just a bit of a joke. Yeah, but she says, do you believe, right? She doesn't say, I believe in life life after love. Uh, I think think one of the verses she, yeah. I always assumed that she was, it was more rhetorical. I kind of feel like she's saying, do you also believe in life after love? I can feel something inside me saying I really don't think it's strong enough. I'm trying to figure out the words. No. Hmm. Um, I'm going to say lyrics to turn back time. Lyrics to turn back time for Bob. What about you, Dave? And what's the NDNA one? Uh, WTF is MDNA. What the fuck is, what does MDNA stand for? Well, that's exactly what she's asking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dave, you got to get on Twitter if you want to find these sort of answers. That sounds like a bizarre thing. That it, is there any emojis in there? Because she I, does love a bit of an emoji. Like no. her emoji work is like off, off, off the charts. Yeah. But maybe not ten years ago. None maybe. of these have emojis. The closest is XO, which is on the mm. third option about being trapped in a lift. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I'm going to say WTF is MDNA, and hopefully you'll clear that up. Okay, locking that in. All right. Here's who wrote the answers. Uh, <laughs> porcupines are a bit of fun. That was the house. <laughs> that is, that is funny. <laughs> uh, I want to take back what I said. There is no life after love. That was Jess. <laughs> Funnily enough, that was pretty similar to something that uh, Laura had, and that's why I had to quickly delete it. And <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind was porcupines are a bit of fun. 
<laughs> oh, you do that on the fly. Yeah, yeah. That's why it was terrible. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, one of the reasons. Because uh, sometimes I have a bit of time and they're still pretty bad. Uh, I'm currently trapped in a lift. Send help. That was Dave. Yes. Lyrics to Turn Back Time. That was The House. Huh? That one wasn't terrible. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, Why Jess. Why are you yelling at me? Sorry, Jess. Yeah, so it quite depends on this episode. I think the, the, the Dave beating the house has really the rocked house Matt. is really struggling. Yeah, I've never seen them lose. Uh, Have you, Has the house ever come forth before? The house is made of straw, <laughs> yeah. okay? <laughs> it's being huffed and puffed. Uh, that means the correct answer is WTF uh, is MDNA. Yeah. So one point to Dave there, one point to the house. How many for the Dave? The Dave gets three points. <laughs> oh, no. I agree. Three points to the house, are you sure? Yes. No, to the Dave. To oh, the to Dave. the Dave, sorry, yes. What the hell? Sneaky <laughs> fuck. You sneaky little yeah. fuck. Well, if you... you, you don't you know? uh, don't point your finger at me, young man. Uh, you nearly said yes. That's enough. That's enough you got to pay you. attention to this creep. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that means... This, <laughs> it's creep. <laughs> the, <school is> <laughs> the house of two points. <laughs> Jess on four points, <laughs> Dave on four points, but in the front again somehow, it's the Dave on yeah. five points. <laughs> I don't know how the Dave got three points there, but you are really making an absolute mockery of this game, which is a very serious game and I think very people should really take there. it more seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Craig. <laughs> All right, so we're <laughs> on to the second last question. Question number six. This one comes from Harris Daver from Sloth Citadel. What? I don't know. What is that? I Googled it and I'm not sure. I couldn't figure out what it meant. But um, question six is what happened in Seattle on September the 5th, 1928? What happened in Seattle on September the 5th, 1928? While you're writing those answers, here's some more info on Cher's tweet. Luckily, the Huffington Post reported on the incident. WTF is MDNA, Cher tweeted Friday morning. Thankfully, one of her Twitter followers was quick to respond. MDNA is Madonna's new album title, but also a spin on the party drug MDMA, a.k.a. ecstasy, to which Cher replied, how tasteful. (laughs) But it didn't end there. After being asked whether or not she liked Madonna, Cher responded, I respect her ability, she's a genius. Unfortunately, that wasn't enough for Madonna fans who continued to defend Queen Madge. Cher then tried to clarify things with this simple tweet. Didn't mean to show <laughs> didn't mean to throw shade on Madge. She's best at what she does. Called her bad called her bad word once. Not nice. Okay, didn't know MDNA. Shoot me. I live in a cave. What? Uh, <laughs> Send candy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think um I think people Madonna fans took offense when she said how tasteful, maybe. I don't know. But then she's like, hey, I don't know what, what, don't get so offended. Wow. I'm sorry I didn't know what MDNA meant. And then after the Madonna drama ceased, Cher promised to personally call Madge and straighten all of the Twitter hullabaloo out. Cher stated, uh, Cher started to throw shade at her true target, GOP presidential hopeful Mitt Romney, tweeting, can I not get on here without dissing someone by accident? Really only ever wanted to throw shade on Mitten's Robotney. Care, she tweeted. Oh, my God, Cher. What's going on? <laughs> Unfortunately, not everyone got the anti-Romney message when someone replied, did Cher just call Britney Robotney? Oh, no. 
And Cher replied, no, called Mittens Robotney Care. Like to what's, keep what's my care? insults straight, like asshole. Oh, care. Gotcha. Like what? How's it? How's C-A-R-E. That? Oh. I don't oh. care. Well, I don't understand I don't what understand. it means. I don't understand. What up, care? Yeah, I'm, I was confused by all that. But when she was trying to like go, no, I'm not calling Brittany Robotney. I'm calling Robotney. I'm calling Mittens Robotney. <laughs> <laughs> what, is that? what is going on? Oxygen is running out in that lift, I think. <laughs> Here's question number six. What happened in Seattle on September the 5th, 1928? The KACL radio station is founded, the future home of the Dr. Fraser Crane Show. <laughs> A horse stampede resulted in the cancellation of the Great Seattle Rodeo. Ironically, the only casualty was a donkey. A law passed prohibiting dance marathons. A demonstration of teleportation technology fooled the local newspapers, but it turned out it was a ruse by two identical twins. Or Seattle PD officer Martin Crane married Hester Crane. <laughs> That's two Crane. Two Fraser ones. What was, this, what was the last one? Seattle PD officer Martin Crane married Hester Crane. Okay. And that's a Fraser reference? That's, uh, well, it could be a coincidence, but uh, Martin Crane, Fraser's dad, was a retired police officer. Right. Um, and he had an ugly chair. He did have an he ugly chair an and ugly a little chair, Jack Russell. But he Russell. loved that chair. He loved that chair. See, I'll tell you what, Fraser didn't love that God, chair. God, Fraser hated that chair. Didn't go right. with his whole aesthetic. Mm. He's a um, not a good son. Yeah. But until sort of right towards the end of the episode normally. <laughs> yeah. Then he sort of has a he has a lot of uh, moments where he realises, uh, hang on, I'm getting a bit of clarity here. They're a bit classless against their own dad. Yeah. Right. Does he also have a bit of a creepy vibe? He creeps me out a bit, that character. Fraser. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Something about him. Bit pervy. Right, okay, yeah. <laughs> what about that dog? Yeah. Creepiest dog on oh, TV. Oh, yeah. He'll hump anyone's leg. <laughs> what the fuck are you guys talking about? That dog's building orphanages. That's a good dog. It is a good dog. <laughs> hey, but does that undo no, some of right. his indiscretions? No, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, so, Dave, I think it's your crack here. Can we yeah. have them one more time, please? The KACL radio station is founded, the future home of the Dr. Fraser Crane Show. A horse stampede resulted in the cancellation of the great Seattle rodeo. Ironically, the only casualty was a donkey. A law was passed prohibiting dance marathons. A demonstration of teleportation technology fooled the local newspapers, but it turned out it was a ruse by two identical twins. Or Seattle PD officer Martin Crane married Hester Crane. Okay, I'm tempted by horse rodeo or twin rodeo. Teleportation or horse. Oh, yep, yep. I would would agree with you there. Um, And I'm going to go with... Teleportation because I think people were a lot easier to fall back in the day. I'm going to go for the rodeo one. Rodeo one for both. Right, right, we've covered the, exactly. our bases. Covered exactly. the spread. All right. Well, there's two out of five. The Dave locks in all the others. Yeah, what's the Dave doing? <laughs> Dave's got all the others. All the others. Okay, so if the Dave's wrong, that's minus three. All right, so let's go through who you answered. You are so bitter. Well, no, I just think that's fair. No, if, it's, if he's it's going not the board. Fair. How no, 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 not no, 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 no. Let's not forget it's minus three but then it's plus no, no, no pluses. Yeah, so he loses one, then you're pluses such two. Such a sore loser. The KAC- just lose to the day. <laughs> <laughs> lose to I a did, thing that doesn't exist. I know people who listen to this show are purists. They need 
they need the competition to be pure. They can't have I don't think they fake do. people. Matt, this feels like a Matt projection <laughs> yeah, onto no, his no, audience. This is a Matt problem. No, no, this is feedback I've had in 15 episodes that they're like, hey, Matt, everything's going really great. Just make sure you keep it nice and pure, hey? Mm. That's ridiculous. The KACL radio station is founded, future home of the Dr. Fraser Crane show. That was written by The Howl. Oh. Yep. Saddle PD officer Martin Crane married Hester Crane. That was written by Jess. Oh, yeah, I thought it was the other way around. <laughs> Then we had a horse stampede resulted in the cancellation of the great Seattle Rodeo. That was Jess. Oh, that was Dave. <laughs> Dave. Yeah. Dave did the old fooleroo. I'm there. sorry, Jess, but I just needed the point real bad. <laughs> <laughs> a demonstration of teleportation technology fooled local newspapers. That was the house. No. I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the correct answer was a law was passed prohibiting dance marathons. Wow, that means the Dave gets a point. Yeah. Well done, the Dave. (laughs) Well done to the Dave. Woohoo! When I was was saying that, I thought I had you. I thought I had a negative three there. No, that's one point for the Dave. One point for the Dave, yes. One point for the house. Wow, I really thought that the dance marathon, I was like, that's made That's the house for sure. Uh, So, quick score update. Going to the final round, we've got the house on three, Jess and Dave on four, but the Dave out in front on six points. Wow, two in front of us. Yeah. And you've done this. You did it to yourselves. It should be one of you winning this. I'm happy for the Dave. Me too. The Dave's not a thing. (laughs) What does it mean? Jess and I hold up the Dave. I love the Dave. I'm hoping I can edit out all this talk of the Dave and the Dave never existed. The Dave, the Dave, the Dave, the Dave, the Dave. Final question, number seven. If this episode goes for any less than 57 minutes, you've been cheated. (laughs) I'll edit that bit out as well. Damn it. (laughs) 57 is the truth. Uh, So up to question seven, the final question. It comes from Tess Matthews from Manchester in the UK. And the question is... We always finish with a film synopsis, or we usually do anyway. And the, this time we need the synopsis of the 2016 film Caris Hell. Caris Hell. How do you spell that, please? C-A-R-O-U-S-H-E-L-L. Caris Hell. Okay. Caris. Caris Hell. Like Carousel, but it's Caris Hell? Yeah. What year was this again? 2016. Oh, it's a modern one. Exactly. I'm bad at these. All right. And while you're writing your answers down, here's a bit more information about dance marathons from historylink.org. And this is this is wild stuff. Cannot believe this. It feels like there's a do-go-on episode in this, I reckon. Dance marathons, an American phenomenon of the 20s and 30s, were human endurance contests in which couples danced almost nonstop for hundreds of hours as long as a month or two, competing for prize money. 15 minutes each hour allotted for rest. When the air horn signalling a rest period sounded, the contestants exited the dance floor for curtained-off rest areas filled with cots. These rest areas were segregated by sex. Contestants trained themselves to drop instantly into deep sleep as soon as their bodies touched the cots. After 11 minutes, the air horn sounded again, and the contestants filed back onto the dance floor to begin another hour. Female contestants who didn't wake at the end of the 11 minutes were revived with smelling salts and slaps. The male contestants were often dunked in a tub of ice water. Seattle passed an ordinance prohibiting dance marathons within city limits on September the 5th, 1928. This ordinance was prompted by the near death of a Seattle woman who had competed in a 19-day marathon held in the Seattle Armory. Matt? 
May I please ask a question? Of course. Could you please read me the the question about the movie again? And in doing so, confirm the spelling, please. Uh, What is the synopsis of the 2016 film Carousel? Yep. C-A-R-O-U-S-H-E-L-L. Okay. And they're like a separate word? I've got it. Uh, it's the H is capitalized. Yeah, cool. I think it is. All right, great. I've done it. Thanks, Matt. Hey, Matt. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Jess. Dave. Hello. Go fuck yourself. Oh, <laughs> noted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the answers are in. Here is the final question: What is the synopsis of the 2016 film Carousel? Now, Jess and Dave, you are on equal points. It's anyone's game here, particularly the Dave. Oh well, the yeah, the Dave. Come on, the Dave. In its own race. But I'm really focusing in on Jess v. Dave v. House. What's the house again, sorry? House on three, Dave's on four, Jess is on four. This is anyone's game. And the Dave is on six. The Dave is on six, (laughs) (laughs) All right. So here's the final question. What is the synopsis of the 2016 film Caris Hell? Teens in the sleepy town of Hobbs Hollow complain that there's never anything to do in their town. Then the Halloween carnival comes to town and a group of friends decide to ride the carousel, a decision they may not live to regret. Oh. Jim, a carnival worker, tempts people to ride the carousel after hours. Little do they know it will be the last ride of their lives. Duke, a carousel unicorn, (laughs) breaks free of his carnival hell and embarks on a bloody rampage of revenge on humanity. Oh, my God. A clown car crashes at a circus, killing 17 clowns. Their souls haunt a fairground with a merry-go-round at the centre of the horror. Or, Caro is in over her head. She's got bills to pay and despite saying she never would, she's going to have to do the unthinkable. Take over her dad's close-up magic business. (laughs) This is Caro's hell. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Can we have those again? So you got uh, teens in the sleepy town of Hobbs Hollow complain they never have anything to do, but then the Halloween carnival comes to down, town and they ride on the carousel, a decision they may not live to regret. And then we've got Jim, carnival worker, tempts people to ride the carousel after hours. Little they know it'll be the last ride of their lives. Oh, is that too little to their nose? Uh, sorry. Little do they know. But is the first oh. one little do they know as well? No. Uh, and a group of friends decided a, a decision. No, that doesn't have a Okay. Uh, good, good. That helped me. <laughs> the, option three, Duke, a carousel unicorn, breaks free of his carnival hell and embarks on a bloody rampage of revenge on humanity. That's pretty full on. A clown car crashes at a circus killing 17 clowns. Their souls haunt a fairground with a merry-go-round at the centre of the horror. Or Caro is in over her head. She's got bills to pay and despite saying she never would, she's going to have to do the unthinkable. <laughs> Take over her dad's close-up magic business. This is Caro's hell. That's very funny. It's tough, isn't it? Is it me? I think so. Uh, it could be. You've done three each now, so whoever's okay. whoever's feeling it. You go, Dave. Let's talk it out together. Okay, great. Can't wait. Because we don't want the house to win. <laughs> and we do want the Dave the to Dave. win. The Dave. All right. Do you – which one did you write? For me, I'm t- oh, the first time I heard Duke, I thought that was ridiculous. It's a funny one. But then I'm like, sometimes, like we've had a, a movie on this show before. It was like a, a like a tire that went on a rampage That's killing right, people. So yeah. there's some dumb movies out there. That's true. And they're usually the ones I pick. Yeah. Yep. Um, but then the first first one, that seemed quite well written. Like a, like a believable movie. What and what's Hobbs ha- Hollow? Hobbs Hollow. Hobbs Hollow. That that's sounds, the sleepy town. 
I don't know. What are you thinking? I like it. Is a nice sounding sleepy town. Yeah, it it sounds like a like a I don't know teen horror kind of movie. But the second one's also no. Was the second one? That's Jim the Carnival Worker. Jim. Yeah, that one sounds kind of that could be believable horrorish as well. Mm. I uh, you, you got the the killer unicorn. Yeah. Mm. Then the the clown car crashing, uh, and then uh, the close up magic. <laughs> I don't think it's Caro's Hell, but it's very good. <laughs> I like it too. Uh, I quite like clown cars when they haunt. Mm. It's not bad. They're all dumb. Are you, are you horror <laughs> yeah. fans? No, absolutely not. In no way ever. Right. Never. I, I like them a little bit. I watched the preview of uh, Caro's Hell yesterday. Oh, you've. And uh, So it is called Caro's Hell. Caro's Hell. Sorry, Carousel. Is that a giveaway there? No. You did just call it Caro's Hell. I'm wow. oh, sorry. I just no, that was just me misspeaking. Okay. Carousel. Um Does it look like something you'd enjoy? Oh, uh, it just look it was very silly. I mean all of these are pretty silly, but it was yeah. It was fun. It was a bit of fun. I'm gonna lock in Duke the Unicorn. Okay. I'm gonna lock in Clown Car. Clown Car for Jess. <laughs> and what is uh together, I guess you gotta lock in the Dave. The other three? Yeah. The other three for Dave. So yeah. he gets negative two points everyone gets wrong. All right, let's go through who wrote. one for each one he gets wrong. Who gets it, unless he gets it right. A you've sore you've loser. been giving him three points, two points on a whim. And you're taking him away on a whim. I've only taken two points off him. All right, can we take two points off the house for this? No. We, yeah, two points from what? the house. Two, minus two. All right, let's go through the answers. Oh, God. And you're, you've locked him in. You're happy? Yep. I'm Duke happy. and Clown Car. And the other three for the Dave. <laughs> Uh, so the Hobbs Hollow Sleepy Town, that was Jess. Oh, it's good. That well done. Yeah. When I said very well written, congratulations. Thank you so much. <laughs> I assumed that you'd done Caro's Hell because you asked how Caro's Hell is spelled. Oh, I, it was because I wasn't listening when Matt oh. started, first started the question. Well, no, P- Hobbs, brilliant. Uh, Hobbs Hollow. I think that's one of your great trademarks, Jess, for this round is you'll put in a great Either a great character name or a place name. Yeah. Oh, it's enjoying very much. Hobbs Hollow. Hobbs Hollow. <laughs> Hobbs <Fantastic>. Hollow. <laughs> <laughs> or a job. I remember on one episode you said, a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gary Pacemaker, a dentist. A dentist. I cracked up at that. Uh, then we had Jim, the carnival worker, attempts people to ride the carousel after hours. Mm. That was the house. That, that one was written by Tess Matthews. Closing in here. Uh, then we had Caro is in and over her head. Uh, ends up having to do close-up magic. That is the howl. Great work. That's very funny. Uh, clown card. This is what Jess picked. That was Dave. So a point to Dave there, meaning that Dave is also correct. Duke, a carousel unicorn, breaks free <laughs> of his carnival <laughs> hell and embarks on a bloody rampage of revenge on humanity. I think I realised as I was saying, I watched the preview, that I probably gave a, a bit more than I should have there. And that's what made you think, because I said it was a bit of silly fun. You said it was a bit, but then they all sound yeah, silly that's what, fun, yeah. don't they? I tried to, I tried to. Got to talk less. <laughs> as, just the, sit here as the host of the show, you really should say you less. You should talk less. Uh, so that's two points to Dave, negative three to the Dave. Oh, Fuck. You are such a sore loser. No, this is good. No, this is good. <laughs> uh, so the final scores are the house, three points. The Dave also on three points. <laughs> Jess in second place on four points, but out in front it's Dave on six points. Thanks, everyone. I'd like to donate all six points to the Dave, yes. taking him to a total of nine yes, points. Yes, the Dave! The Dave did it! Woo! The Dave did it! Woo! Nine points! Is that the highest score ever? 
No, but it is annoyingly high <laughs> for someone who doesn't exist. <laughs> if anyone's keeping the spreadsheet at home, please mark down the Dave as nine and myself as zero. <laughs> <laughs> I would also like to donate my points <laughs> to the day. Wow. Wow, I've bumped up the second spot. Go to the house. Go to the house. Well, the Dave's still on, thir- <laughs> on 13 now. Absolutely smashed the house. Yes. Well done, the Dave. Well done, oh, the I'm just Dave. writing a new rule into my rule spreadsheet. <laughs> oh, no. Fake character points have to go to the house. Oh, no. I get all of the points. From next week on, it's fine. But this week, the day absolutely rains. Um, I'm so happy for the day. Me too. Well done, the Dave. <laughs> oh, now he's on to <laughs> no, the No, honestly, well, it was a bit of fun. I thought I was building up a bit of a the house versus the Dave no. thing, but in the end, I love the Dave. You were just being a straight up villain, I and everybody the, hates you. Love <laughs> everyone Dave. loves the Dave. Everyone Except loves you. the Dave, but we're mad him. at you. I'm picturing the Dave as being like a little ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> the Dave. I'm the Dave. Yeah, uh, that's probably about right. So there, I could only find two critic reviews uh, of the movie on Rotten Tomatoes, but they are both positive. Really? It's pretty recent too, isn't it? 2016? 2016. Yeah. And I'm like, is it animated or what? But it looks like they've just used uh, camera tricks to sort of, it's just like someone's holding a carousel unicorn no. off screen, sort of bouncing around. So it's very low budget. And then wow. it somehow is putting axes into people's heads. And, sure. That's the best. Mm. Uh, I feel like I I could almost watch it. Uh, but, I mean, the preview is probably enough. <laughs> so uh, here's a couple of the quick points from the scripts. Um, Norman Gidney from Horror Buzz wrote, the script by Rudinsky, uh, Rudzinski and co-writer Aline Isley is broad, surreal and ludicrously silly. And Felix Vasquez Jr. from Cinema Craze said, a fun and funny horror comedy that thrives on originality. The only quote from the film that was on uh, IMDb was, you have to be this tall to die. Oh, that's awesome. That bit, of fun, bit of fun. Yeah, so final score check. So you're giving all your points yep. to the Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so Dave, the Dave's on 13. Um, okay. okay. So we've got uh, in equal third, we've got Jess on no points. And Dave on no points. Yeah. And in second place, we've got the house on three points. But way out in front, it's the Dave yeah. on 13 points. 13 points. That's got to be the highest score ever. The Dave. Uh, now that they've been placated, um, <laughs> uh, the real winner was just normal Dave on six points. Listeners, okay. Boo. Fucking Dave. Now, where can people find you they too? Can find me, bloody shoving your head in a toilet. That's where they can find <laughs> no, me. No, So just go look at a toilet. I'm probably there shoving Matt's head in. Uh, but no, you can listen to uh, the Do Go On podcast and also simply The Jest. You can find me at Jess Perkins on Instagram. Um, and at the Melbourne Comedy Festival coming up in March? Yep. Yeah. What's your show? Well, look. Oh, just look up Jess Perkins yeah. in the guide. You'll find her. And Dave, what about you? Hey, you can find me on Do Go On as well, but also the Book Cheat podcast. And I'm doing a show at the Melbourne Comedy Festival and Adelaide Fringe Festival, possibly more places to be confirmed, a show called Even Hotter in Real Life. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's very good. Thank you. Because he is, you see. Yeah. Exactly. you got to see Funny this, believe it. True. Not to objectify him, but Dave, yeah. in photos. Yeah. Exactly. Pics just won't do this guy justice. No, but Not in, photogenic. But IRL? IRL. Oh, my goodness. Super hunk. Bonus city. Yeah. Sorry, I said that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see me. I'm uh, in Adelaide before no. or after oh, you, Dave. No one asked. 
So, but I mean, they might as well see you as well. My show is called Ding, and it's also at the Melbourne Comedy Festival at the Chinese Museum. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. As we are a new show, it'd be great if you could help get the word out there. Please give us a five-star review and tell your friends if you think you know anyone who might enjoy it. Cheers for tuning in to Who Knew It, Matt Stewart. And now that you know it, I've been Matt Stewart. Goodbye. The day! The day!